Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to a Monday night edition of the Chase Thomas podcast, where I am still the aforementioned Chase Thomas, and it's Monday night, so you know what that means. It is NFL with Mr. Evan Swords of 49ers Hub. Evan, good evening, sir. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Just trying to dodge Hurricane Ida and thinking about New Orleans and just how devastating it already is and continues to be. And just, uh, man, nature's scary and it's just, just bad. Like, it's just really sad. And I just... Um, thoughts are with uh, the good folks down there in New Orleans and Louisiana and um, that whole area just getting mauled by Ida right now. Yeah, man. Like you think like Louisiana deserves a break. Like, you know, could we just, uh, I mean, of, of all the states that could just really use not having to have to worry about a giant hurricane. I mean, it is Louisiana. Thoughts are with everybody out there. It's uh, it's absolutely terrible. Yeah, but hopefully the best Louisiana thoughts and prayers um, on this very podcast, Mister Swords. Uh, since last week, what have you been up to? What have what's new with you, sir? Uh what is new with me? You know, uh, I oh wow, you know, so okay, so I flew to Las Vegas mm-hmm. uh, for work because our test facility out there is out there if anybody doesn't know in my uh alter life i am a technical recruiter for a fancy technical startup um and so we yeah our test facilities out in las vegas so we went out there to you know meet some of the people that we've since hired get to get get the team together really just have an excuse to be in vegas um and which was cool you know they always put us up in really nice hotels um on the strip so Got to hang out in a really nice hotel. Got to go see some coworkers that I don't get to see too often, especially because of COVID. Um, you know, Thursday we went and got dinner and drinks, and you know that was fun. And then, uh, ironically enough, my friend who's lived in Las Vegas for a very long time is like a VIP, like security slash host. Um, he works at a brand new club, you know, that just opened up, and a brand new hotel that just opened up. You know, their, their main headline, like, uh, entertainers that they have is, like, Zed and DJ Tiesto and uh, Jeezy. So, Jeezy uh, or G-Eazy? G-Eazy. Okay. Very, two very different people. I don't know who the first person you were saying what, was. You don't know who Jeezy is? Jeezy? Oh, young Jeezy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, He's not Jeezy. young Jeezy anymore. He's been okay. he's been grown Jeezy for, for a while Just now. Jeezy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. G-Eazy. He graduated on. The white one. Um, uh, okay, G-Eazy's wife. Okay, there you go. So, yeah, and so he was performing that night. And mm-hmm. and How was that? Was, well, we were thinking about, like, hey, do we do we go to this? Because, you know, my buddy would just get us in and, and mm-hmm. all that. And uh, so I, I was messaging him that. And my friend from L- that lives in L.A. that's from Portland is actually, like, good friends with G-Eazy. Like, mm-hmm. not just like a, oh, I know you. You know, like, no, they're, like, real friends. And so I messaged him. I was like, yo, I think I'm going to go to G-Eazy tonight. Uh, I wish you were here. And he goes, funny that you say that. Uh, I'm flying there tonight and flying back to L.A. at 6 a.m. Uh, to go. And, he, you know, he invited me and we're going to we're going to go. You should join us. I was like, 
uh, what? Okay, okay, I'm down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so long story short, I ended up getting to hang out with uh, G-Eazy and his group of friends as they all came into town to see him perform and got to hang out at, at uh, his VIP table next to him while he performed and we got to go and, you know, party at his hotel room <laughs> after and it was a pretty crazy night. Uh, it was supposed to be a work trip, and I ended up hanging out with the rappers. So that was that was interesting in itself. Just to be clear, you spent the night at G Easy's hotel. I did not spend the night. Mm-hmm. Hotel I, room, rather. We we all hung out and partied at his hotel room afterwards. It was a large group. It was like a group of like twenty, twenty five people. Are you are you a fan? Uh, after meeting him in person, what, what were you able to gleam? From the interactions well so my buddy is like like and i mean this sincerely like is mm. genuinely the nicest human being like the most pot like have you watched ted lasso at all no okay well never mind but he is the most positive <laughs> human being i've ever met he's just he's just a genuinely good person so mm. when he's like i'm friends with g easy like in my mind i'm like well Chad would never be friends with someone that isn't as good as you know what i'm saying like so right. i already had like high expectations you trust his judgment him. Yeah. And so, geez, I didn't get to just like really hang out with him much. You know, there's a lot of people there. I'm just some guy. Uh, but he was super nice and just he was seemed to be very excited to have all of his friends around with him. And he was very accommodating to everyone. And just, yeah, he's just a super, super fun, uh, fun guy. Was, what do people yeah, call lot. him? Because I imagine it's not cheat. It's not his, easy. His name's Gerald. Do people call him Gerald? Uh, my buddy does. And okay. I think a lot, some people were just calling him G. Uh, Interesting. But yeah, no, no, nobody called him G easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was G or G or Gerald. I think G was more popular. I uh, I don't think I would have been very good in this setting. I went to bed at four th- five a.m. Oh, oh my goodness! How do you do this? Your well, life. So- so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. So I am not capable of this in any way, shape, or form, and I knew this going into this. Mm-hmm. So we literally – I went and got dinner with my buddy who works at that club, and we went and got dinner at like 8.30. And so 9.30-ish dinner was over, and my buddy's like, oh, we're going out to dinner right now. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't probably come on until like 2 a.m. And we're like, all right. So I literally went back to my hotel room, like lights off blinds all the way down and i went to bed at like 9 30 uh and i woke up and set my alarm for like 12 and woke up and drank a red bull and got after it you're you're an animal i mean it was a pretty unique situation right like if someone offers you to go do that like you know, I don't know. I was literally there for work. I didn't even like bring nice clothes to go out and like I, you know, I was I was not expecting to party at all. So mm-hmm. I was like, I I can't say no to this. And also my coworker who I'm a friend with, uh, she is much more into that type of music than I am. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I wanted to be able to bring her with me and show her a good time and let her be able to enjoy that. Interesting. Fun weekend for you, sir. Fun it's week. Wild. Yeah. And then I got to I got to finish the weekend with that 49ers game. That was fun. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that because we got some yeah. Kyle Pitts sightings, some Josh Rosen. Um, we'll get to our teams. On. Yeah, we'll we'll get to our teams. 
Mr. Swords. Um, but don't forget, folks, you can listen to Evan and I on this very feed every Monday night. So NFL season right around the corner following Monday Night Football. We will be doing this episode of the podcast. So make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or get your podcast. And read my work at sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. Uh, and become a patron at patreon.com slash chase thomas writer we're across all the social media channels evans at burner underscored swords definitely not evan swords people people forget people forget that i'm at chase double underscore thomas um and also leave us a five-star rating and a review on a podcast if you like listening to us each and every monday night um evan let's start with your team what you saw give me give me the recap for the last 49ers preseason game. Yeah, I mean, I was just happy. You know, I think the preseason, is, it's been going a little slow um, in, terms of, in terms of, like, watching the 49ers, right? Like, I, I don't think we didn't, got, we didn't get to see enough of Trey Lance. We certainly didn't get to see enough of Jimmy Garoppolo throughout the process, and I think we all wanted to see that more. Um, and so this game really gave us a lot. We got to see so much in terms of, um, really just like what the offense could look like. You know, we saw, obviously everybody's going to talk about how they just kept switching in and out Jimmy and Trey back to back to back, like right before the game, they're like, Oh, well, they're going to do, you know, just really switch them out. And they were bringing in Trey, like almost, it seemed like every other play. Um, and, there was so much in that that I, I thought was really interesting. Like, one, it does seem like – I doubt they'll do that consistently throughout the season. I think Jimmy's going to be the starter. But it showed that, like, if they want to bring Trey in, you know, in, like, goal line situations, there was a play that they – you know, it was kind of like the, the four different situations when they snapped the ball, kind of like play action fake, things like that. Um, but there was so many different – choices that the defenders had to make in terms of like, is it going to go to the running back or is it going to go to Jalen Hurd who's doing a crossing route um, or running the sweep, excuse me, uh, or is it going to go to Trey Lance? And, you know, like there was just so many different things going on and it just looked like a nightmare to defend. Um, but overall, what I took from it is uh, Trey was really exciting. Uh, he used his legs, which was fun to watch because he hadn't done that much. He, he is a, uh, you know, he throws bullets. He, his passes, um, I, he's still got some work to do. Like, I, I saw some of the passes were a little early. Uh, one was, like, really high on what should have been a very easy pass. Um, so there was a lot to like, but there was definitely an understanding of why he's not maybe ready to start yet. I think if he had to start, he probably could. Um, but obviously, you know, one of the things that just got announced today – uh, if anybody that watched the game, Trey had thrown the thrown the ball and it hit uh, the defender's helmet, ended up really looking like it. it was hurting. He kept shaking it. He kept playing a little bit, but it definitely looked like something was wrong, and it found out that he chipped his hand. Um, so, you know, obviously it was, it was, it was never in doubt that Jimmy was going to start, but now he's out for a week uh, with a chipped hand, and, uh, you know, he's – He's not going to start anytime soon, and I think that was. What does much. that mean, chipped hand? I think it just means that, like, literally, like the bone hit the helmet, and it probably cracked a little bit. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, so we're so, getting Jimmy Garoppolo no matter what in week one, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, if you watch this game, man, Jimmy looked good. He mm-hmm. looked very decisive. He was making some really good throws. And it reminded me of that 2019 season. Nothing crazy, getting the people that were open. We were enjoying the running game, right? If anybody remembered at the beginning of the game, they basically ran the ball down the field, period, almost the entire length of the field. Um, I want. I, I could talk for the, about the 49ers for days, but oh my god, the Raiders look terrible. Did you watch any of that game at all? I did not. The Raiders looked bad, dude. Like just everybody. You know who the best person on the Raiders was? Hit Nathan me. Peterman. Oh. Literally, Nathan Peterman was like actually making really good throws. Hmm. It was, I mean, I swear to God, I you know, recency bias, but Nathan Peterman looked like a better quarterback yesterday at any given than at any given point when he was in Buffalo. I don't know. It was, uh, yeah, but uh, all in all, just, this is going to be a. I just I get the growing sense that there it's going to be a backbreaking year in Oakland or in Vegas because I think the Broncos by picking Teddy, what that says about where they're at. Um, they're looking at nine to ten wins. The Chiefs are looking at twelve to thirteen. The Chargers are looking at if they're healthy, ten nine. Like I don't know where the wins are coming from. I think this division is going to be brutal, and this is going to be a. I don't know. I just I have a bad bad feeling about the trajectory of the Las Vegas Raiders at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I would much rather talk about the Forty ers but like, this is another year of Gruden as a Raiders head coach. And it just doesn't seem like they know what they're doing. Um, I think we're going to look back on this and we're going to be like, they should have got rid of Derek Carr very early on. Um, They should have never, they should have never in their life not taken CD lamb. Mm. That's, I mean, CD lamb looks incredible. So does Brandon Ayuk, but I don't think that was ever going to happen. But passing on CeeDee Lamb for Henry Ruggs, just a total Raiders move. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Otherwood at right tackle. Um, I mean, you got Cleveland Farrell, who I don't even think is running with the starters. Um, yeah, there have been some some misses and some some reaches that are coming out to bite them. I just think part of it, too, is like I don't think they're a bad roster. I don't think they're a bad team. I just think this division got even better than it was a season ago, and I think they're actually – a little bit worse than last year which is just it's a problem it's uh it's a problem um on the falcon side of things evan josh rosen looks solid he's better than Bay franks which sure that's fine um but he had a bad fumble in this game it might cost him the spot on this team but the the highlight did you see the kyle pitts catch i did he's gonna be good that man does not need to practice, doesn't need to play any preseason games. Like, he is going to be a target machine. Now, does that mean I don't think, or that I think that they made the right decision by taking Pitts at that spot? We'll see. But Kyle Pitts, it, it seems almost unavoidable that this man is going to be a superstar right away. Like, he he may not be Julio Jones, the best wide receiver slash Falcon of all time, but... I do think he is going to be very elite right away and he is going to be hard to tackle and he is going to be hard to cover my friend. Yeah. I mean, Charles McDonald, I mean, we've talked about him long time. Uh, other Falcon fan, 
great guy in general. Um, senior writer for For the Win. Mm-hmm. Formerly uh, New York Daily News, correct? Yeah, and an SB Nation alum. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he said it very well. Like, very well, right? I think uh, – let's see if I can find the tweet. Maybe not. Yeah. So he said, four months, I've been furious at the Falcons offseason. A sad little man yelling at the clouds, but for a fleeting second, everything was okay. And he posted that video of that catch. And I think that's a good example, right? Like the Falcons fans, and you're pro- you know, you're obviously one of them, have really probably been very like hard-pressed to find some joy in the NFL, in their favorite NFL team lately. You know, you lose Julio Jones. The team hasn't been performing the way that they wanted to. So it's like all of that pain and suffering. And then you go, do we really, should we really have taken pits? Like, do we really need to take a, a tight end that high? And then you see that and it's like, everything's okay. Just for a little bit. So I really do hope it works out. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it will. I think he is just, he's, he's just bust proof. Like that man is, unless he's hurt, he is going to get targets. He's going to get catches. He's going to get TDs. Like I cannot wait to watch him in the red zone, but um, he's just going to be a menace with uh, Calvin Ridley and friend. But it was interesting that Caleb Huntley got a lot of, lot of run in this game with the starters. Uh, he obviously beat out Javion Hawkins for that running back spot because um, they cut Hawkins earlier in the week. Um, it's very strange. Caleb Huntley is just kind of coming out of nowhere and becoming a, a important factor behind Mike Davis and Cordero Patterson, but makes Quadri Allison and Deontay Foreman's spots look like they're in jeopardy. But my biggest concern coming out of this and coming out of the preseason, Evan, is that this offensive line is going to be bad. And it scares me because uh, Mayfield was not good in this game. Um, the center spot is like Dalman was awful. It's going to be Matt Hennessy. It's going to be, it's going to be uh, Josh Andrews at left guard. I, I'm just, I'm very concerned about what, uh, who, who rather is going to be protecting um, Matt Ryan this season. It's a little concerning. I, I just don't, I, I don't want to get your hopes up, right? Mm. Like I don't, I don't know necessarily that the Falcons, I and mean, we've talked about it ad nauseum, but the Falcons don't have a team to really compete for a deep run in the playoffs. I don't know what they're doing. This is just going to be a weird year. And I think you're going to have to just do kind of what Charles did, right? You're going to have to enjoy the little things. You're going to have to enjoy, you know, probably another really efficient, really good year from Matt Ryan because he's, he's automatic like that. You're going to have to enjoy the development of a very exciting rookie who's going to probably have a very, very good football career. Uh, you know, you'll have to enjoy, you know, the little things, right? Maybe you get to beat the Saints, Split, split, you know, split them. Maybe you went on the road. Who knows? Something crazy. Uh, and, and that's just what you'll have to do. You just have to enjoy the little moments and, and weather the storm, you know, and the losses. Yeah, for sure. I just, I don't know. I have no read for this team, and we'll see. I also love Young Huku. Like, that man is a delight. He's a great kicker. I hope he's the Falcons kicker for forever. He had a good tackle. Dude's not scared. Georgia Southern. I don't understand. Long. So, is he a good kicker? Yes. So why did he get cut so many times? I feel like that's every kicker story. Like they just keep getting cut till they settle in with somebody, right? Right. That's like I mean, part of the deal. It's like you get cut a couple times and then you like you Kai Forbath it and you just stumble into the right situation. I don't know. Right. I yeah, think you I mean, have to. It's like a rite of passage. You got to get cut four times before you 
uh, get on the right team. And well, see, I wouldn't know because the 49ers only trade or sign <laughs> whoever like the best kicker at the time is. Right? It was the David Akers back in the day. Mike Joe Nugent. Edney. Joe no Joe Nenny. Wait, David was Mike Akers. Nugent never the 49ers kicker? I doubt. No, I don't think so. I think. It was Are Sensi. you sure? That was Sensi. Yeah, but I thought he was a Niner at some point. Are you sure? Was it like really? Mm. Oh, long ago? Yeah, I guess it was. Jesus Christ. Well, when was this? 2000. When did he play? He was on the Cardinals too. No, he was never a 49er. Okay. He was everybody but... Okay, maybe I'm just thinking Cardinals. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Uh, uh, hmm. Well, there you go. Uh, he. Let's remember some kickers. Uh, yeah. There's also a punting battle going on with the Falcons, so we'll see who wins that one because we cut our our draft pick punter, uh, Hoff, Hoff Lechler. I, it's a great pronunciation of him, but he, uh, he got injured, so they had to cut him, and um, he got an injury IR designation cut, and there's just a battle going on, and they still haven't settled that. So that's why we were punting at like the 50-yard line on fourth and one in this game. You know, but- that's, that's super funny, too, because the 49ers, who, the puncher that they drafted in the fourth round three years ago or something like that, had like the best game of his career last night and mm. it was hilarious because every person that has always talked shit about that pick was just getting dunked on <laughs> just out of just just to be just for fun yeah it, it's tough man um the eagles they traded for gardner Minshew a few days ago the eagles i think we we agreed we're gonna be the worst team in the nfc east this year gardner coming in there we can read it like this i'm gonna tie this in on a report that I saw and got very upset by, which was the Dolphins and Panthers being in on talking about Watson internally. Um, that situation continues to get worse by him not going on an exempt list and him just not being active for games and collecting game checks and all of that. But um, it looks like, and then you see the reports that like certain teams are looking to see what they can get if they can get a bargain on Watson because of the situation and putting like I forgot which writer pointed this out but like if you have to put conditions on pick swaps because or pick allocation because that player might go to jail maybe don't trade for that player when you have to put conditions on whether or not that player is uh, allowed out of prison maybe you should not trade for that player so Ultimately, I think it's disgusting that the Panthers and the Dolphins have even continued to reach out at this point. I think any team that does that, uh, it's just, I'm not, I get, I don't want to go too much of my soapbox here, but like, there are some things that are just easy. Like, some things are difficult in life. Sometimes life is gray. Sometimes there are situations that are gray. This is not a gray situation. This is a black and white situation. This is a, this player should not play. This player should not be talked about. This player should be on the exempt list. This player should go through court. This player should not be in trade talks. You, as a team and as a front office person, should not be calling the Texans about what they're still looking for for Deshaun Watson. You should not be calling them wondering if you can get a discount on the superstar quarterback because he's facing 22 charges. Um, You know what the worst part about it is? All the fucking NFL writers or beat writers or like the, you know, I got, what do you even call them, right? The insiders mm-hmm. um, who are just like talking about it and tweeting about it and saying all these things about it as if it's like, they're just only talking, well, there's a potential trade situation or like teams are waiting to figure Like, no, like they don't say, 
oh, by the way, he's got 22 pending charges and the FBI is investigating him and he's most likely a fucking predator. Like, they just omit all of that just to get their little stories out. It's insane. It's just bad, man. Like, so, and we should clarify, he has 22 civil suits filed in March and April. Um, 22 active civil suits. Like, that's it. Like, you don't call about this person. 22. That's it. Like, you don't call. You don't do anything. You don't talk internally and go, do you think we should call back and get... Like, I would... If I was the owner of the Panthers or the Eagles, Lori or... um, What is the guy's name? Fitterer is their GM now. I don't even remember the the former minority owner of the the Steelers. What is his name? Damn, what is the the Panthers new owner's name? I I keep wanting to say Richardson, but what is his name? Mm, Dave Tepper. Yeah. Yeah. I'm immediately cleaning house. Like... No, this is non-negotiable. Do you have a wife? Do you have children? What, what are you talking about? Well, are you really well, bringing this? It, don't forget. I mean, I think I told the story before, but you know, this is hearsay. Obviously, what I'm saying is not confirmed, and and it is you know a, a you know a story from a story from a story. But like my buddy, who I am very good friends with, and who used to play football, um, <clears throat> was getting his haircut in Phoenix, like a, a you know a well-known barber shop where athletes go. Uh, and at the time, there was, uh, you know, uh, an NFL coach is how he explained it, and an NFL player in there. And that the whole barbershop was talking about it. And the coach basically spoke as if it was well known across the league that this was factual, like that, that Watson is literally a predator. And they were like joking about it, not joking in, in like the like the you know the victims thing, but they were like joking about it in a sense of like everyone knows this like everyone knows this and it's hilarious that people are like pretending like it's not real and then the coach then went on to say oh yeah and also deshaun watson when he was like just starting with the team stole the massage table from the team facilities and this is all allegedly this is all yeah yeah like, I mean, like this is word of mouth that you had but, heard yeah but like if it if it is that known and in, in like and we'll we'll find out right but if it was if it's really that known within in, amongst NFL teams that this is like real and they're still calling mm-hmm. checking the pulse like that's some fucking evil shit that's my main point is it it's just immoral like it's just wrong like it's literally just unethical and it's wrong and <sighs> I, I don't know. I saw it and I just got mad. Like I closed my Twitter app and I just got mad because like you said, it was almost like the, the beat writers reporting it. I'm just being like, there should be some pushback where they're like, why? Like, cause they're sources. You should be like, why are y'all calling? Like, do you see a problem here? Why, why are you not more grossed out by the fact that you're making calls about this person right now? Like right. it's wrong. If, if this dude gets moved as it seems, I, I just I, like well, that fan you- base. I don't even know. Like this would be the worst Worst of the looks in the NFL has so many of them. But did this, you see what Brian Flores said? Yes, where he was not committal. No, no, no comment no, 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 on no, Watson. No. Very confident in Tua. No, no, no. He also said something else that was very good. I thought. What did he, he say? He said, "We want people on our team that are basically we want high character individuals on this team." He mm-hmm. went out of way, out of his way to say they are only looking to bring on high character individuals. So you know. Maybe Flores isn't allowed to comment, but he did say that. And to me, that reads, I'm not letting a fucking predator come play on my team. Alleged predator, but a lot has to come out. 
a lot has to come out and it's not going to get settled this year. Like that's, if you look at the reporting, I think the court date's not until like 2022, right? Like he's not going to court until next year, I don't think. Right. So if that's the case, then shut him down. This is also where the NFL has to step in, where they have to step in and just be like, this dude's not allowed to be traded. We got to step in here. He's on the exemplist for the year. Shut him down. Like it's over. No paychecks, no anything. Um, don't call about him kind of like get in front of this of like these vulture teams circling the Texans like this. Um, speaking of the Texans though, they did trade Shaq Lawson to the New York Jets. The Jets lose one loss and they get another one, Evan. Yeah. What do you, what do you make of it? Well, I, first off, I want to talk about how they paid Shaq Lawson $7 million <laughs> then traded, then traded him away for a six round pick. I'm happy for the Jets. You know, my, my 49ers East, I love seeing uh, them get, you know, good value. Shaq Lawson is a good player. Um, but, yeah, it's hilarious. It's genuinely hilarious paying $7 million to this player and then trading him away for a sixth-round pick. Was Nick Casario there at the time? When did he get hired? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Because it was in March. I wonder if he was – because that would be interesting if he was the one who did – did do that i'm not sure when he got hired specifically now i'm curious i gotta look this up real quick i am curious january 7th so yeah he was the guy who did pay him that and then to move on something must have changed but i don't think he's going to be as good as carl lawson um it's still uh it's better than where they were at before that but losing carl lawson still just going to be really really tough blow for for them um evan we are going to take a quick break and then we are going to talk the main event seven teams who can win the super bowl i came up with a list that's the theme of this episode we'll be right back and we're back (laughs) (laughs) i guess we're back on the chase most podcast where i am now i shouldn't say now i'm still joined by 49ers hubs evan swartz who just (laughs) What what a guy, Evan Swartz. Um, I, I love it. I love it. Um, Evan, seven teams who can win the Super Bowl. I had this list, and I want to get your perspective on this because I was going through it. We've done our preview series, but I was thinking about it. I'm like, who? The NFL is known for the parody league. It's not a parody league. Only a handful of teams going into every year can win a, win a Super Bowl. Seven felt high for me. Usually it's not seven, but... When I looked at the schedule, when I looked at the teams, looked at the firepower, looked at the divisions, seven was where I landed at. I had some more. I pulled them. Seven is where I am at. Kansas City, Tampa Bay, big shockers there, Baltimore, Cleveland, Buffalo, Green Bay, and the Los Angeles Rams. Do you agree with those seven? Fuck no. (laughs) First off, was this li- was this list? First off, was this list created before or after J.K. Dobbins towards ACL? Uh, after. You got okay. Todd Gurley coming in there, maybe. No, Gus Edwards is fine. They'll be okay. Uh, well, you. The Baltimore Ravens are going. To they're be not going to. Run their the run game is going to be fine. Yes, I agree. But still, here's my. It is. I can understand it from an injuries perspective. Sure. But like, I am. I think about the Trent Williams quote, right? Trent Williams, the greatest left tackle in the NFL currently. 
was quoted talking about Nick Bosa, and he said specifically, he said, I've played with Nick, Bo- Nick Bosa before his ACL injury, and I'm playing with him right now. And I can tell you he's better now than he was before as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Right? My biggest uh, concern about this NFL team, San Francisco 49ers, in terms of can they compete for a Super Bowl or can they make another run – I've said many a times that I believe that almost every position group is better than the 29 Super Bowl team that went to the Super Bowl. Biggest concern was Nick Bosa because he's he was so dominant in his rookie year. And if he maybe, you know, couldn't be the same player that he was after tearing his ACL, you know, it's just I can't really confidently say that they can compete in the same way that they did because he was that important. But if Trent Williams is saying, you know, hey, no, he's better, not 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 as good, he's better than his rookie season, and then you look at Samson Ibukam, right? You look at D Ford actually coming back healthy. You look at the fact that the two corners that they drafted this year, especially the guy from Oregon, Go Ducks, Lenoir, Dianar, uh, Lenoir, I butchered that name, I'm sure, mm. Um is playing very well and like didn't give up a pass this entire preseason on top of us having Jason Barrett and our starter Emmanuel Mosley. Those that was like literally the the corners was supposed to be the one thing we were a little sketched out about. So we have this rookie coming in who's killing it and our defensive line. I don't know if anyone watched the preseason game against the Raiders, but y- the the I know I'm talking so much about my football team. I'm sorry, but I love you so, went to 49ers. I knew this was coming. After I just, it's so offensive to me. Every, here's let me just bring it into. What like if I had left the Rams off? Would you have been been okay? If it was I, just no, I like the Rams. I think the Rams with Matt Stafford really can be like a Super Bowl contender. I do think that. I think they can win. I agree with that. It's not my issue of who else is on this team, although I I still refuse to accept that Cleveland is as good as people say they are. Um, But the 49ers should be on the list. No. They they lost Nick Bosa and had one of the best defenses in the NFL. They had a top five defense last year, and they got better. Mm -hmm. They have Raheem Mostert, who's one of the most dynamic running backs in the NFL, and they added Trey Sermon, who's good. And then they added Elijah Mitchell, who is also very complimentary for the type of run game. That, you know, so they have a strong running game. And guess what? Jimmy's going to do better this year than he did in 2019. I've been saying it the whole time. No one wants to believe me. It's so easy to make fun of Jimmy Garoppolo. But he is a good NFL quarterback with a genius play caller and very good weapons. Mm. And you tell me that you can't even put him put the 49ers on a – Team, team who can win the Super Bowl? No, you're not going with Jimmy Garoppolo. You're also just not going to have Jimmy Garoppolo in Week 17. Like it's going to be Lance at some point. I, I refuse to believe it's going to be Garoppolo for 17 well, games. First, well, first off, first off, if it's if it is Trey Lance, it is because he wins the job. And right, but rookie good. quarterbacks don't go to the Super Bowl. Like it's just not not how it works. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ricky, um, rookie quarterbacks could do what Jimmy Garoppolo did 2019 mm-hmm. with his like intermediate passes, taking a couple deep shots, and then dominating with a run game. So don't tell me that rookie – like it's it's Kyle Shanahan. He doesn't exactly fit the mold for what has happened before. He needs 
I, I will just... put the 49ers over Baltimore and Cleveland any day of the week. Absolutely and the, not. And the, pack, and the Packers. Packers? Yes. I'm sorry. Do you not remember? We don't have to guess when it mm-hmm. comes to the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. This isn't like some, oh, fantasy. We got Joe football. Barry in there now. That was without Joe Barry. No, Ryan no, no, the no, defense. No. Very different. No, I, I, I don't care. Who Who's different? Who have they added? You got Eric Stokes there. Um, Devontae, Cam- Devontae Campbell is there. You still got the Smiths. You got Kenny Clark still no, no, in there. No, no, no. I said, who did they add? Because mm-hmm. I don't know any of the people. I mean, Kylan Hill, made. I think it's going to be a player. Their so, run game is going to be strong with Dylan Jones. Let me answer Jones it and, for you. Mm-hmm. They have a very similar team to what they had in 2019. It is similar, yeah. Yeah, and the Niners shit-stomped them. They mm-hmm. boat-raced that team twice. Mm-hmm. Fair. So, yeah, I, I will absolutely at least put the 49ers in this conversation. Obviously, KC, yes. Obviously, Tampa Bay. Obviously, Buffalo. I will allow the Rams because they did it with Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. I think they could – then we'll say win, right? They got to the Super Bowl. I think once you get to the Super Bowl, anybody can win. It's a, If you get to the Super Bowl, you're good enough to win. Mm-hmm. But, but if you don't have the 49ers on that list, the list is worthless. Yeah, I uh, I disagree. I just don't think they belong. I don't think they're on there. Is there another team outside of the Niners that you think belong in that that list? That's hard. That can win. That can win no, a Super Bowl I, this I year with their roster. I don't know that I. I don't know that I think that there's a team on there that can win that wasn't mentioned here. I mean, like, who are we maybe missing? I'll throw some some teams that we're maybe missing. Like, if everything goes right for Pittsburgh. Because they did start yeah, off 11 yeah, and absolutely now, not. No, yeah, okay. God, no. So they're out. God, no. Titans. See, that's the thing. The Titans are interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Because they've been doing well in the regular season, but can they get to the Super Bowl? That's why I give the Rams the leg up that I won't give the Titans. And that's why the Niners should be there. The Niners and the Rams went to the Super Bowl recently with their head coaches. So I know that's tangible. I know they can get there. Baltimore and Cleveland didn't go. Buffalo is so good that it's not surprising to me. Like Buffalo is absolute powerhouse. I think Buffalo might win the Super Bowl this year. I could see it. They're right there. Um, The other two teams I would throw out that I thought about and went back and forth on, you're going to hate one of them. Well, the Cowboys, I think, if everything goes right offensively, could the offense be good enough, elite enough to run through the NFC? Possibly. It's possible. With CD, Gallup, a healthy Zeke, Dak, like you could see it. The offensive line is good enough. I could see them outscoring enough people for, for a stretch. I, I could see it. It's very slim, but I could see it. But it just still, I just don't trust that defense enough to. I just, I look at this list though. Look at how many teams on this list are the NFC. Yep. Including the 49ers. Well, we're My not including them on this list. My point is, though, is like the the Cowboys aren't beating Green Bay. You know, they're not. I mean, they could. Nah, they're not beating Tampa Bay. I don't. Yeah, Tampa Bay. I still think is the cream of the crop. Like, it's it's amazing how quickly that happened. But Tampa Bay is uh, they're they're a monster. Until Tom Brady really really falls off, I I just I'm not picking against Tampa Bay. Yeah. One other team, though, the Seahawks, I, I went back and forth on a lot. I thought about them a lot. 
Shane Waldron, does he change things a lot on offense? Do they look more like the Rams? Is Wilson happy? Is DK Metcalf have another level in him? Is Dwayne Eskridge just a superstar with Lockett and Metcalf getting all this attention? Is Chris Carson healthy for a full year? Rashad Penny? Um, is the defense better? Your man, Akella Witherspoon, is he good? Left corner spot? No, I mean, he's he'll play decent, but not, he won't be enough to, to you know move the needle for Seattle. I honestly really like the Sidney Jones trade today for Seattle. Mm. I don't like talking about them, period, just because <laughs> fuck Seattle. But, like, the Sidney Jones trade was really, like, a good trade. And it's very rare for the, the Seahawks, right? Like, every trade that they usually have is pretty bad over the last decade. And they never really go for just, like, solid mid-level trades, right? They always are the team that's got to trade for Jimmy Graham or uh, who is the – that wonder Pierre no Percy Harvin right or obviously um now their new linebacker or defensive end their defensive end what's the safety's name oh Jamal Adams yep mm. so uh yeah but either way you know I I just uh, it, I, it was interesting to see them make a, a decent trade that wasn't some like over the top swing for the fences trade that was not going to move the needle like it never does all right, it's time for our regular season weekly weekly segment, Evan. It's where I, I leave the floor to you. Two minutes, soured, soured. People forget, soured, that, says. That, that really hurt. That was a lot of emphasis on mm-hmm. saying my name wrong. That was bad. Sword uh, says. I think I did it already, though. Did really. you? I think that was kind of what I was saying with the 49ers. You're going to use like, it on the Niners? I, I'm always going to use it on the Niners, but here's what I will mm. say. Here's the things that I'm really at the top of my mind right now. Okay. And I'm not going to just have it be one topic. Obviously, the 49ers to me is that one. I think the 49ers deserve more respect. One thing that I find absolutely like sad, hilarious, and infuriating all at the same time is these fucking players who aren't getting vaccinated, who actually have prominent roles on their team. You look at Carson Wentz right now, right, who not only is – getting a second chance that he might not deserve getting to go to Indianapolis. Then he gets injured, which is bad luck, but he ends up getting an injury that he actually can come back from. Maybe there's hope in Indy. And immediately on the day he's supposed to come back, goes on the COVID list. Like, you look at Cam Newton, right? Totally. Totally looking for a redemption arc because he did not play well at the end of his career. He got injured and he was looking for that second chance. This is the, this is the theme here. Second chance quarterbacks. And right. He's, you know, the guy who literally likes to, to, uh, you know, write sentences on Instagram with emojis, uh, doesn't trust the science. Right. He, I don't I don't even know what he trusts, but these guys are ruining, uh, you know, a lot of momentum and they're they're being very selfish uh, for teams that really need that. Luckily, you know, Mac Jones looks good. Right. Unfortunately, Indy, who's got a pretty damn good roster, they don't have that luxury. Right. They don't have a decent backup quarterback. And so I just think it's absolutely hilarious to just sit there and go, nope, don't trust basic numbers and science 
Uh, I said so that that to me is just an absolute insane thing today. When I when I sit, you know, I, I'm literally I'm at the gym working out with my buddy who who works for the NFL Network, and we're just he goes, uh oh, <laughs> Wentz is on the COVID list, and it's just like of all the things that you could stop from happening, that it, that just seems like a, an interesting uh, hill to die on. It is just where it's just like these people would just do not think like I do. Like our brains do not work the same way. Where nope. like you and I would just be like, nope, obviously done. I'm not uh, wasting this opportunity. And also just it's the obvious right thing to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. Evan, do you want to wrap up here with gym time? I got nothing to say with gym time. Uh, you know, I, I do. I, I sent you a video today. Oh, that's true. God, that was so funny. Well, I will say this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your your, your video made me uh, <laughs> think about that, right? Because you sent mm-hmm. me a video of an older gentleman in the gym. Let's just be uh, clear. I wasn't trying to be hurtful in this video. And this is no, an audio it was, podcast. It was confusing. It was I literally had no idea what I was looking at because I was, I was, doing, um, I was doing chest press. And I got up and I went to stretch a little bit. I look over to my right and I'm just like, what is happening? What? Well, I, I so he started walking away with the cable, right? Right. And like, so you're like, okay, maybe he's going to do something. <laughs> but then he just kind of walked back in. So I'm like, there was no like, movement. He just picked up the cable and walked back with the cable and then walked straight forward and would do this over and over again. Maybe he's just trying to strengthen like the core. I don't know. Core what? But he was also doing 10 pounds. Here's what I want to, I want to transition that into. Mm-hmm. For anyone going to the gym, mm-hmm. you need like the best advice that I could give you is stay as far away from half rep movements. I see so many people doing lifts or doing your know, squatting or anything where they're going like half the distance that they should be going. Right? Like if you think about they're doing, doing like, more weight half, but they're only not, doing no, half they're not even necessarily doing more weight. Like mm. they're just like. Right, like if you were to like flex your bicep, right, your your arm can go all the way up and it stops eventually. And I just see people doing like, well, half. You're not well if you're not doing the full range of motion for the movements in which you're doing to work out. Like, you might as well just stay home. Just, just take that hour back of your life. <laughs> There's no point. You're not doing anything. Like, go to the just go on the treadmill. You know, you can't half up a treadmill, or like. I don't know, like, go home and just lift your arms up and in the air like a bird. Just flap your arms and wings. Like, that's more useful. It's just – so, like, that's that's what I got. I mean, that guy, bless his heart, he's in there. He's trying. That's what matters. But, like, imagine what he could be doing if he was, like, actually doing something that was going to help. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Like, I, I'm trying to think what I see a lot. I mean, a lot of it, too, is just – I look sometimes where, I mean, I have my, my stuff Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I know what I'm doing. I have a plan. I know what I'm working that day and stuff like that. And then I, I run Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and I, uh, I don't know. I see it and I'll see these people in here and I'm like, where did you, what are you doing? What are you working today? Cause I'll see where, where they move from like leg press and then they'll move over to some back stuff and then they'll move over to some shoulder stuff and then they'll go back to like, it's very strange where I'm like, what is the, are they just looking at equipment and just being like, yeah, I guess I'll do that. 
I wonder how many people do that, where they just go into the gym with no plan well, or just. So, so I can understand that, and I can mm-hmm. answer that. When I first started working out, I started working out because, long story short, I was like really into this girl, and she basically was like, "You're too skinny." Mm, been there. For me. Yeah, and uh, and I and like and we kind of dated for a little bit, but we broke up, and I just like I never got over that, and I just kind of snapped in one day, and I have like no idea, I, you know, honestly, really to this day, I still kind of don't, but I remember I asked my buddy, I was like, can you just give me like a list of like things to do in a gym, like just a workout list, just something, and he goes, I actually have something for you, and he gave me this book essentially, and it was like a workout plan from like bodybuilding.com mm. and it was super basic right it was just like do this this and this so i took photos of that list right and i didn't know what the fuck i was doing and i went to the gym but i was so determined and so mad and just just so like motivated that i just literally would google image search every single name of every workout and usually the, the image would kind of show you uh, you know what to do and if i couldn't find that i would youtube it and i just did that and I did this like workout thing and it like lasted like a month and a half was like how long like the thing it planned to do. And then when I finished, I just repeated it for a while because I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I just know I wanted to go. And then eventually I started to see results and I started to get like feeling good. And then when you feel good and you get like the habit of it, like then you get obsessed with it and you're like, oh, I got to go more. And then you learn more as you go, right? You put the hours in and things like that. But like, I never would have ever done that, like just gone in and just like, there's so much insecurity and anxiety and not knowing what you're doing in anything in life. And I feel like going to the gym, it's like times 10. So I just, I, I can never understand people that just go there and like, just kind of like pretend like they know what they're doing, especially with the Google, right? Like the, like it's the information is right there. I, I don't understand it. I really don't. And also the people on the treadmill, in full normal attire like the amount of times i've seen people with jeans and like work boots on the treadmill is amazing to me yeah i could i, um, I just what are you doing yeah i well you know i the, the i will say this like like if you're wearing like normal clothes jeans and stuff i can confused by that but i will say as a guy who loves working out mm. i don't care about that mm. you, you know what hey whatever maybe you you don't have the money for it maybe you don't have the time to go home to change but you're still there doing it and i can i can get behind that i don't understand it looks hella uncomfortable but to those people that i mean especially for that because you're gonna sweat more that's my main thing like you're just gonna you're gonna sweat more man yeah i don't know i don't know um mr swartz what can we check out from you at 49er sub this week yeah, so, you know, uh, we got a week off, so we're definitely not going to uh, do much, but just kind of read the articles that are going up. But the main thing that I would say is, um, you know, download the Chancer app if you are a 49ers fan. Um, and honestly, even if you're not a 49ers fan, I'd still download it because you can win prizes eventually. Um, but, yeah, the Chancer app is really cool. We just – 49ers have got to partner with them. We tested it out with one of the preseason games where we're going to be fully rolling it out for the uh, – regular season and you know every game there's going to be questions with you know like who you know who's going to have the most rushing yards who has the first touchdown catch different things like that that'll be very 49er specific um and you know whoever gets the most right earns points you can just compete with your friends uh, or you can you know get on the leaderboard 
Um, and then eventually, right, you know, we'll have prizes and you'll be able to choose the question yourself sometime if you win. Uh, just really cool stuff like that. And it's, you know, we're at the like very beta stage. Uh, I think the goal for this company is to have every single, you know, fan group for every single team do things like this and, and for it to become like a really cool social media tool to, to work on game days. And we're super hyped to just like be the test dummies for it. There you so go. Chan- Chancer HQ, download the app. Go do that. Go read 49ers Hub and follow them if you have not already done so. It's a great 49ers website. So if you want to learn more about the 49ers, even if you're not a 49ers fan, go check that out. And if you like listening to Evan and I every Monday night on the Chase Thomas podcast, Evan, what should what should the folks do? Well, I mean, so first off, right, like you mm. want to make sure that you're comfortable, right? Like mm-hmm. whether that's your Lululemon like pants, right? Maybe it's just like that old pair of sweatpants that just you have broken in just right. You want to get comfortable, right? Mm. I mean, is it are you, are you more comfortable in a pair of shoes? Do you like having your socks on? Maybe no, maybe no shoes and socks at all, right? You're at home, maybe in your house slippers, but get comfortable, right? Okay, so when you get comfortable, where's your favorite place to sit? Sleep, lay, whatever is it? Is it your bed? Is it your couch? Is it a recliner? right? Maybe it's a hammock on the back porch. That's up to you. But once you know where you're going to go so you can get comfortable, I want you to get comfortable, lay down, get cozy, lean into it, right? And then from there, I want you to take your phone, laptop, even maybe a tablet, iPad, who knows? Are you still using like a Google tablet or those things? I'm not sure. But use whatever you have to go and find the Chase Thomas podcast Mm. in your app store, Mm-hmm. Right, or in your podcasts, like whether it's the Apple, you know, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, really anywhere you can find podcasts. Mm-hmm. And what are we going to do? How many stars, Chase? You're going to do five stars. We're going to do five stars. So mm-hmm. we're going to rate five stars. Why? Because it's free, it's easy, and it helps. What does it do? Helps the algorithm, right? Mm-hmm. Love that. Speaking of algorithm, who doesn't love it? Like, guess what listeners this week are also subscribed to when they're subscribed to the Chase Thomas podcast? The crossover with Chris Mannix and Howard Beck on SI. The Bill Simmons podcast podcast. in The Ringer. The Athletic NBA show. Great podcast. The Low Post. Great podcast. The Right Time with Mamani Jones. Great podcast. We're in the family. So if you like those, what are you doing? One thing you have in common is that people that listen to great podcasts all listen to the chase thomas podcast this is true this is true and i'm i'm very grateful for that uh, mr swords i will talk to you next week all right enjoy your week off everyone we'll be back nicely done nephew Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.